0: This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: Welcome to How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and we have another exciting episode for you guys listening. We appreciate you guys tuning
2: in. Smiling again over here, my man, hey, man. Mr. Gavin DeGraw. What's up, Brooks? Buddy, how are you doing today? I'm amazing, dude. I'm excited to... Uh... Ruin my reputation on another episode of this show.
1: <laughs> you can't,
2: uh, you, yeah, okay, we, you might be
1: able to. Let's we have do good, this thing. Dude, we have good editors. Easton is an amazing editor. I'm relying on you. We, we have you backed up, buddy. Uh, but I'm glad you. How come you never ask me how I'm
2: doing? I say, What's up? You say, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> we, I said, What's up? We do. Okay. How are you doing? Well, Gavin,
1: should you ask? If you ask me how oh, no. I'm doing, oh, no. I'ma say I'm feeling just no. fine. Come on, you guys do the song? Please no. no. I would lie and say I still No bro. How do you finish it for me? I exercise at your house. No. Go, go <laughs> that, that was Gavin's hit. If you guys you guys didn't recognize it? No, I, I didn't I, sing I mean, it like I, him? I
3: know the song. I didn't recognize your version, but I
2: know the song. Come on, but man. I wasn't going to join in, though. It I was beautiful. I practiced that it thing. I think you
0: owe him about $40,000 now. So I'm going to have to edit that whole Where's thing. Where's my
2: check,
1: Brooks? <laughs> it's always the money with you, Gav. It's always the money with you. Come on, you. buddy. I need a grotto. Well, I love the song, buddy. That was. I tried my best. I even took a singing lesson. You did? Yeah, I did. I went to exercise class once upon a time. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, buddy. Hey, Same good team. To see Same team. We got the other dudes in house too. Ryan, what's up, brother? Good to be here. Into the mic. There we go. Good to be here. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. How's life with you?
4: Life is good. Looking forward to our guest today.
1: Yeah. We'll get to that in a moment. We got Dimitri, what's up, dude? Not much. <laughs> you were perplexed by Ryan's stuff. <laughs> it's just weird. Just, I, was, I thought it was my turn of talking, and he just leaned back in.
3: He's like Looking forward to our guest today. And it just seemed a little weird to me, so okay. I was uh,
1: taken aback.
5: Okay. Rick, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Not a mucho. Not a mucho. Me, being creepy is kind of cool sometimes.
1: Uh, just in the corner, just looking <laughs> at everybody else. Like, I know my chair falls down.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, well, last episode, gents, we had a dynamite episode. My wife, Julianne Huff was on. And oh, yeah. And the, the response from the listeners, from you guys listening, has been absolutely insane. It's been our best episode yet. Absolutely incredible. Our inbox is filled up. Men at iHeartRadio.com. You sent so many questions and comments about intimacy in that show. So, we wanted to follow that show up with this show and with another special guest, an intimacy expert. Leela Deville is here for us.
2: Leela! Yeah!
6: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Thank you for coming. So, we like it says here, intimacy expert, and yeah. I'll be the first one to ask, what is an intimacy expert? Well,
6: I call myself a sex and intimacy coach. So,
1: sign me up. Basically,
6: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I basically um, equip people with the tools to discover their authentic expression in sex and how to deeply connect with uh, their partner. Wow. So I work to really un. Ravel and unkink any kind of barriers that people are having to towards intimacy, and um, give them practices and tools to um, bring into their partnership to deepen their experience of sex and deepen, yeah, connection.
1: So, do you work? How, A, how long have you been in the field?
6: Mm, it's. I always get asked, well, how did you get into this uh, into this field?" And basically, <clears throat> it. It came from. Um, I wasn't like some sexual goddess that was just inherently tapped into all the virtues of um, sexual like, connection. Like it was Gavin basically, here.
2: <laughs> I gotta tell you, I got it, I got into this field when I was seventeen at a music festival. a <laughs>
6: <laughs> <The> Music festival. <laughs> Keep yeah. <me> sorry. <laughs>
2: okay. How did you get into this yeah. field? It actually so it, was a field. It <laughs> really. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry.
6: <laughs> so it was just an area that I really needed to work on for myself, and it was about a decade in that I realised that this wasn't a wasn't a a personal failure of mine, but more of a gaping hole in society that wasn't being filled by anything meaningful. Um, and so I started researching more, um, studying more, and then started to offer this as a service to um, to men and women.
1: So do you work with, do you work with couples? Do you work with, like if the, the guy is having problem creating intimacy or having questions, like how, how is the process for our people listening? How is the process, who contacts you? Uh, is it couples seeking to work together, individuals seeking to learn more about their partner? You know,
6: usually it's the women reaching out to me. And so I um, primarily these days work with women um, and I choose to work with one-on-one before I work with a couple. Because I feel like there's a lot of like inner work and a lot of like wounds and barriers to intimacy and connection um, for the individual. And so I work to, to kind of unravel those first before working with a couple. And I usually, yeah, work with the woman first.
1: It goes back to what we were talking about last show about offering the best version of yourself to your partner. And if you yourself are fulfilled and happy. And joyous that you can then offer something to your partner versus seeking something from your partner to fill you up. Absolutely. I'll let you guys jump in with this, guys. Any questions for Lila? Uh I
2: have got a question. Uh, do you do you find the majority of your your patients, your female clients, patients, um, clients, clients, yeah, um, are 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 people who had some sort of abuse issue, or these this this has nothing to fundamentally. For the most part, it's not necessarily abuse-based personality types that you end up with.
6: No, it's not personality types or people who have experienced anything in particular. It's mm-hmm. really women who are wanting to experience more than mm-hmm. they're currently experiencing. There's nothing necessarily wrong even in what they're experiencing. They just want more. You know, right. They're craving more. They're hungry for more.
1: Huh. In yeah. which way? A physical way? In an emotional way?
6: Well, it's a layered thing, right? We usually think, oh, yeah, it's... They want more sex, more more intimacy. They want more connection. They want to feel more than what they're what they're able to do on their own. Yeah.
5: So, do they come in typically like? Thinking that it may be the partner's fault at the beginning and saying like, Oh, she's not into me or or he's not into me or whatever that may be. Yeah, when, sometimes I mean
6: I mean coming? we're quick to externalize generally in life. So right. you know, sometimes yeah, there is oh my partner's doing this and I'm not attracted to her anymore and I, I don't want it and there's something wrong with him, but you know, and, and men do the same thing. She's not <laughs> wanting you know, it's we we do this and so um, I always guide people back to themselves
3: right
6: and work on that level first and because we're always evoking we're always evoking from our partners um we're evoking either closeness or distance where you know this is this is how we relate so
5: (laughs) and what would be kind of the first step that you would you would kind of as you see a client like you would take with that person obviously depending on what their case is or what they're they're looking for help with you know what would they what would you advise them?
6: Um, It's the first thing I generally do with anybody I'm working with, men or women, is to unravel all the preconceptions and mindsets they have around sexuality that are really preventing them from experiencing what they want to experience. So, you know, we have all these ideas around sex and foreplay and penetration that, you know, uh, like that sex is, Everything other than penetration is foreplay and it kind of makes penetration the main event of an experience and a lot of women are wanting something else other than that. They want that but they want all the stuff beforehand and right. so if we're, if we're just going directly to like foreplay penetration in the end, it's, it, it makes it a very narrow experience and women are wanting to be moved in a different way other than just having the default thing play out in front of them. Mm-hmm.
1: It almost seems like a transactional versus a connection.
6: Yeah, and yeah. orgasm has become like this trophy that we're just basically <laughs> passing backwards and forwards between each other, reminding us that we're lo- great lovers, you know? And right. I think there's just so much more than, than these kind of mindsets that we've constructed around sex and how it should play out. Mm. Um, and so I work to kind of re-kind of broaden the, the definitions of some of these terms and and to help women kind of try to articulate what it is they're actually seeking. You know, it's not, you know, I'm a, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, but probably 10% of what I do is technique-based or the mechanics of sex. Yeah. Really? It's re- yeah. That low? Yeah. Yeah, because it's really guiding someone into their instinct and how can they connect with themselves so they then can connect with their partner. And this is a big one for the guys out there listening because um, – you know, if you're not attuned to yourself, then you can't attune to another person. If you can't feel what is going on in your body and you're just like going into the default and it's become performative and, um, not even performative, but you're just like, you, there's just a routine to it where the touch is non-spontaneous, then you're not connecting with the person who's with you. You're not able to respond to her or him because you're just playing out. Just this, Yeah, I think, exactly.
3: I think that was an interesting thing that you said is that I think a lot of people get to a point in a relationship where they think, all right, well, if there's no orgasm, it was a failure.
6: Yeah. And, you know, we have such a narrow definition of orgasm, especially for a woman. It's, it's not the same. Like, there's probably as many different types of orgasm as there are women having them. You know, they don't necessarily look like what you've seen in porn or the media. It it doesn't have to follow that trajectory, you know, and so we're all seeking this one thing. And so that's what I mean. I'm trying to unwind some of that, some of these definitions and strongholds that we have around what we want to experience sexually, because for a woman, whether she climaxes or not is not, is not the thing, you know, she could use her vibrator and get off better than she could and quicker than she could with a man. What she's seeking is something that's more true to the moment and more of a play between her and her partner, that's like most women want more true to the moment sex. They for don't the want to necessarily want one particular style or way of getting off, they just want what's true to the moment. For the
3: record, for what you said before, I'm actually a big fan of the stuff that comes before. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, that lead up and stuff. I think there, there's a lot to be but said. But still, there.
6: even by saying before, you're still saying that there's. Well, there's that's, there's
3: but but I that's how thing. you yeah, refer to me, to it, that's how she referred <laughs> to it. <you. laughs> I will not be typecast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought that's how you referred to it. You said before penetration, there's a lot of stuff that can happen. That's why I use that phrasing. Hey, sometimes I that, wish sometimes that I stuff wish happens we without would the penetration.
6: Redefine foreplay to mean something like we could call it core play. Because if we're just going from A to B and then that's the end, then there's all this there's a whole alphabet to explore. There's so much in there mm. to explore. And so, so if we're just going for that one thing, what could be some examples
1: to- of that? Of instead of just foreplay, as I think we all know probably what that is. What could be some other examples of instead of A to B and done, what could be A, B, C, D, E? Anything to just to make it your imagination
6: can think up <laughs> yeah, and that's real between your you and your partner that doesn't involve penetration.
4: And is there ever a time that you as a female or your clients want to skip the fo- – like are you saying that there's never a time when you just want to go straight no, forward? No,
6: totally. There and totally is, but so that's the default. The moment,
4: whatever the moment – dictates is what you're
6: absolutely saying. sometimes yeah we women want to be taken they want that intensity and a lot of the a, a lot of women don't want that all the time and they want something else but they want just what's true in the moment and what is real and but it takes connecting to yourself first as a man so then you can then attune to yourself and then you can attune to your partner so it's showing up with that full presence that's the biggest gift that you can bring as a man to a sexual um encounter is your full presence so that you can respond.
1: Wow. Okay. So we have a caller here that just (coughs) called in. Um, we have a listener who's willing to share her story and we'd love Leela for you Mm. to chime in on this. Yeah. So can we bring her in? She's on with us. Hello. Welcome to how men think, uh, we appreciate you calling in and we appreciate you being vulnerable. Um, we won't require your name, we won't ask you to say your name, but we know you have a question. Can you please ask it? We have Leela here who's going to help us answer it.
0: Hi. Hi. Um, I have been married for over 10 years and things aren't great. Mm. We don't communicate at all. There's like no intimacy, whether it be emotional or physical, and I don't know what to do. Okay. Do you have a I got desired? This one.
1: No, I'm yeah. just, <laughs> 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 just what, Maybe let's start here. What is your desired outcome of this? Are you Are um, you look You're seeking more connection. You're seeking. Like, what What would be a the? What would be the desired outcome where your relationship would look like? What?
0: Well, I mean, i I want to be in a relationship where I feel like my bucket's being filled. And we're having fun and connecting in a lot of different ways.
6: Totally hear you. And just a couple of questions I just wanted to ask just so I can get some perspective. Yeah. Um, do you have children? Yes, which and- makes
0: it all much tougher.
6: <laughs> and um, how long were you together before you had children?
0: Um, maybe like two years. Mm-hmm. We got pregnant like six months after our wedding.
6: Yeah, quick. And can can you remember a time where the intimacy and connection was there for
0: you? Well, physically, I mean, I got to say it's never been like the greatest sex of my life. But I just thought that maybe that didn't matter at a certain age. And the other stuff was more important, like being a great provider, being a great potential father, you know, things I thought mattered more. But now I realize it all matters.
6: Yeah, it does. And, you know, desire doesn't remain constant through a lifetime, let alone day to day, week to week, moment to moment. So, you know, as we transition through the different phases of womanhood and enter into motherhood, things can drastically change. And one thing I really find with, um, with mothers is that, you know, sex becomes really undesirable when it is a place where you're always going to empty your cup you know it's not something that necessarily fills you up and the usually what becomes glaringly apparent when you become a mother is that how much you've been partner pleasing in Mm -hmm. your previous sexual experience before becoming a mother because that just doesn't fly when you become a mom you know you're giving everywhere you're giving. You're giving to the family, you're giving to your kids, they're maybe breastfeeding and you know, you're just giving, giving, giving. So if sex then is a place where you're continuing to give, then you're not going to desire it very much. Right. So,
0: And I feel like too, for me, like I'm a woman, I can't just be expected to be at home all day, like doing laundry and then like take off my and clothes feel and, my amazing. and have you lay on top of me. You know, like I need a little like emotional connection.
6: Like I'm a lady, you know, that's what I need. Absolutely.
3: Um, can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, did you, have Have you ever had, you said it was never great. Did you right. ever have instances or, or moments where you're like, Oh, like there was a, a a little bit of it or you thought this is what it is. Have you ever had any even part of connection with your husband where you've been like, this is what it is. And you just can't recapture it. Or you never, or have you never even felt it at all?
0: Um. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's like some performance stuff for him. And when we are doing it, he's like really in his own head and he's not present with me. Mm -hmm. And so I can feel like the anxiety of like, uh Oh, what if I can't do this? And so it just doesn't like, I don't feel connected when we're doing it. So it just feels very like, let's just get this over with on his end to like finish. But again, I'm a lady. I need something different than that. So Mm -hmm. Yes. I just thought it would get better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I guess I wasn't thinking. <laughs> yeah,
6: and, and know that, you know, this isn't like a failure of yours. It's There's a myth right. to think that this na- just happens naturally, that, you know, that in a good relationship, intimacy is just there. But I right. see it more as a skill. And especially as a relationship continues, it's a skill that you develop. And it's something that you also have to prioritize. So, you know, if you're in like a sex rut um, there, there definitely needs to be a conversation um, yeah. that has to be had. And I want you to know that anything that you want to communicate can be communicated um, in a way that is effective and that doesn't make someone feel bad and doesn't yeah, like, diminish um, their self, self-esteem. And I think that's one of the right. main reasons why women choose not to communicate um, within their relationship is they're f- afraid of crushing, crushing the ego and um there is a way and the way usually is to have a conversation and to state like what your intention is and what you want more of and it comes from you know i i would like more of this i remember or i remember a time when when it was like this and i would really love to experience more of that, or if or if you've been partner pleasing your whole life and it's always been about a man's pleasure, then it might be that you want to discover your your pleasure and you would like his help to do that. And there's, I want you to know that that's going to make him feel that like a man is usually very wrapped up in their partner's pleasure, like that's what makes him feel like the best lover. You guys can maybe attest yes. to this, but I don't think he very liked that. But I don't
0: think he's like that at all. Like he's so like, he's funny about it. Like he's so embarrassed. Like I was never like that before I met him. I was very open and mm-hmm. he's like super embarrassed about it. I don't know. It's like, a well, there, there might be a hard some question, shame, here? which is like totally yeah. normal
6: in where we've, we, you know, where we've all learned sex from, right, you know, there's, right. there's <laughs> usually a lot of shame, but at the core yeah. of it, I can tell you that usually a man is very invested in their partner's pleasure and, and maybe if you haven't ha- been having sex for quite some time, then, it, you know, that his um, sense of his masculinity is so diminished that oh, he needs sure. a, a bit of a
0: build-up.
1: Can, yeah. can I ask you a, a hard question? Uh, I, Lay it on me. Lay it on um, me. <laughs> were, Do you have previous relationships that were better that maybe you're relating the experience of sex too. And that maybe he's just not as strong in that department as maybe previously.
0: I mean, I definitely think that when we met, I was like, I had had my heart broken by the person who I thought was the love of my life. And, you know, I don't know if I was fully over that relationship and, you know, he was so nice and he was easy to be with. And we were like really good friends. and So I just, kind of put my blinders on and like put my head to the grind. And I was like, all right, this works. So would you say, would you say,
1: (laughs) would you say now that you are over that relationship or is that still somewhat present in your mind?
0: Sometimes, I mean, not on a daily basis, but, uh, I mean, of course it's definitely something like if you don't have closure on something, you're always going to like wonder, but, um,
1: have you communicated to him cuz from a man's standpoint just like when yeah. my wife when my wife tells me something that she would like me to do sexually or in the bedroom or something she doesn't like that I do I'm very receptive of it because of one how my wife delivers it she delivers it very genuinely and yeah. and in such a way that I'm very receptive um have you communicated clearly what he might not be doing well or what he's doing that's not turning you on or have those kinds of discussions. From a man's standpoint, we are open to those. Um, If he is a confident man, he won't take that as a blow to his ego. And for other listeners, if you have a partner, you're saying, "I can't. can I bring this up with my partner? Yeah, we love, like I love my wife. So I want my wife to feel safe enough to be able to bring up any sort of conversation that she wants, especially with intimacy and sex. So have you had... Communication with him in that regard.
0: Reached, I mean, we—I put his hands in places and like told him what I like and I don't like. But I think part of the, part of our problem is we don't have the emotional intimacy to make the physical intimacy a safe okay. place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We don't have like. A, he's not the person I would go to first. To, like I don't know. I mean, we just don't have the emotional intimacy that you need to have that be. What happens in the bedroom, I think, is part of the problem.
2: Are you in love with him anymore?
0: I'm not sure.
6: I'm not sure. That's a tough question because there's like there's usually so many layers, so many yeah. layers to the, that, that question.
0: It's just hard. I, I feel like, you know, we're just, also I'm in my 40s, so, you know, I'm kind of like women in their 40s kind of like get it all together and we're like figuring stuff out and I feel like we kind of wake up a little bit. And I just feel like we're going in different directions and it's not helping any of the other stuff.
6: I think it's I think it's apparent to me that you guys need to get on the same team and and have a chat about what the purpose of your relationship is, what you what your intention for your relationship is, and then how you can see that, how you can see that moving forward. Right. You know, beyond beyond the sex stuff.
0: I agree because we
6: can't yeah. – I feel
0: like we can't even get there until all this other stuff. Exactly. Exactly.
6: Fixed. The, the, the no. sex is just a symptom of, of everything else. So yeah. if you can get on the same team and if you are on the same team, if you can prioritize intimacy and connection – not sex. I'm not saying like a prioritize – you know, like having penetrative sex and like just going for it. I'm just saying creating a space for intimacy where you can connect and hear each other and get into that space of saneness. Like I am a human, you're a human. I have a heart, you have a heart. This is a, let, let's connect. Like, I think that's yeah. that's the way forward. Can,
3: can I bring up one thing that, that, uh, that I heard that you said was he seems to be in his own head about it. Is it possible? Yeah. And this is something we were talking about you know, obviously be f- right before you called in and Lila, yeah. you can guide this. If it's in his own head, if he's thinking, I have to do this, I have to bring her to orgasm. I have to get her to this point. Like he's thinking that trophy, like this is going to be a failure. If I don't get to that point, could that be why he's in his own head? And he's thinking, I, I think got to get in there. His own and so head he,
0: because he doesn't stay hard a lot of times. So I think if he's having right, so performance he's, anxiety, yeah. Yeah. And which
1: which happens with men. That's nothing definitely, like yeah. that's a if that's a feeling if, the pressure to think.
0: to get to I this. Know. I, it doesn't upset me or it doesn't make me think like, oh, he's terrible, but I think it makes him feel that way. And I've said a million times, like it's no big deal. Um, but yeah, I, and, I and if, if he's never felt it in and as long as we've been together, I've never felt like he was someone where I could be like open or myself in the bedroom, you know.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: How often? How often? How frequently would you say that you guys are having sex? And how do you? What goes into that process? And by that I mean, how does it happen? Uh, you know, is it a scheduled thing? Is it? Is there any spontaneity whatsoever? How does it all come about?
0: Right now, we're just not. Um, but when we still kind of were, it was probably like once or twice a month, and then it was either like. At night after the kids went to bed, it wasn't like scheduled. It was, I could always t- like you could always tell when it's coming. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I really plan. How, but like
1: how often? You know, you can, like, how about this question? How often would you guys do something that could have the potential to lead to sex? Whether it's a date night, whether it's cuddling on the couch, or. Uh, a little va- mini vacation. Get the parents to watch the kids or something. Like, how often would you proactively create something in your re- relationship that could potentially lead to a physical connection?
0: Well, there's the problem because the answer is pretty much never. Yeah,
3: I, I feel like there's a there's an insecurity problem with him, and I'm not saying that's the whole thing. No, you're
0: right. He's, yeah,
3: yeah. He's not. He's not able to perform. You said he's afraid he'll he'll lose his erection. He'll go soft. And it's like, so I, I guarantee the moment you guys start kissing or something, in his head he's like, "Oh my god, I hope this doesn't happen."
6: Absolutely, and then yes, the whole thing is Totally, yeah, absolutely, yes, yes, yes. And <coughs> and everything. as likely he's stressed, he has anxiety around it. The whole the whole gambit, but mm-hmm. but since we have her on on the call, I think you know I heard you say that you know you, during your day you're just like with the kids or you you know you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it yourself. Right. Right and you and so, the gift to yourself is to prioritize your pleasure and to bring yourself more pleasure. I'm not talking oh, I about do that all the
0: time. Yeah. yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying to like to live that turn on, not just like to get yourself off through masturbation. I'm t- talking to live that turn on to and to feel pleasure in your body, to take care of yourself and to do things that make you feel sexy. Well, I just
0: actually. Um, like over the last year, started doing that. I started prioritizing myself and getting in shape and working out and exercising and dressed like getting dressed up. And I've been doing that, and I'm feeling great about myself. I am having like the best year I've had personally. Yeah.
1: Have you seen any response from him?
0: To no. That? And actually, cool. I was a little bit of like threatened. I feel like.
1: Man, does he know yeah. that you Man, is that is you irritating. are taking care
4: of Shit, things on amazing, your own accord? Sorry. Is he yeah. is he aware of that? I don't think so. Do you think if he were to find out that you were masturbating on your own, that he would feel inadequate, or that would change his course of action in some way, and that he would, you know, because speaking from personal experience, I would be almost offended in a way if really if I if, wouldn't if it's not a time if I am physically home and we could be having sex but you're choosing to oh, take that, care of yeah. it yourself to me that's offensive I, I think there's a big problem there so but what if you can't perform
1: but what if you, or yeah. what if you're like away for a weekend or something like you travel for work if if you if i'm away what if it's that's
4: a just a totally different wants. story but it doesn't seem like he is away and but that-
2: she's trying to save him the it sounds almost like she's so She's tiptoeing around his emotions so much, so she's yeah. trying to save him the embarrassment of performing yeah. or lacking the yeah. ability to perform. Therefore, she's carrying herself so as to spare him the 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 embarrassment. Have,
1: have you lost the polarity in the relationship? Like, do you do you look at him like a man? Like he is a no. man? No, no,
0: no, no, no. Has it been a
1: long no. time? Has he ever? Have you ever looked at him like with lust and desire? Like. I love my look at this man. He just—I am drawn to him like a magnet. Has it ever mm-hmm. been like that?
0: It's hard to say because of where my headspace is right now. But I don't think so.
6: But sometimes that's not inherent. Not. That's not always there. Sometimes that needs to be cultivated, and that's a choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a, a, to a say choice that, of
2: hers or a choice of his. But,
6: both. Uh, both. I well, also. I also well, think both, You, know, you want to get on the bit, same page, but she has to choose that too. Mm. Yeah. You know? True. And I'm definitely not right in, now. So. Yeah. In your uptick
5: of, of trying to, you know, of uh, exercising and doing whatever to, for him, ha- have there been other men that have come towards you at that time?
0: I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm like a mom with little kids. So <laughs> it's not well, like we all
5: are, you know, and I'm, you know, you know what I mean? we, Oh, we, it's I
6: very I, different in this society, mom, in I, this I, culture, I, yeah. when you're a mom, it's not seen, it's not seen in the same way. I mean, that I was at the old. grocery store the other day A guy and with like kids is like the almost sexiest
0: me and thing. Talk to me, but I mean, maybe
1: they thought my kid was cute. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Does, and uh, uh, that attention, if it must feel good. I mean, if, if a man doesn't provide attention to his significant other, to his wife, I believe that any person will go somewhere else to get it. To me it well, sounds to me it sounds yeah, like he I mean, he needs to step up. Not saying that maybe you both aren't guilty, but I'm not hearing any effort from his side of this. I'd love to get him into the booth here.
0: Well. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just hard. It's just hard. Or not. <laughs> oh, oh. But so, so let me, I mean, let me, can
1: I, can I step in on this? Can I step on it? Cause, um, that happens for men. So that's, it's not a choice. He didn't make this choice to have that happen. And I I'll, know, and I'll say this, that I have played with teammates that are physical specimens in the NHL. Like I've played with teammates that have had that issue.
0: Yeah.
1: That, and these, some of these guys are young guys can be as young as 25, I've totally. played with guys that are physical specimens that have had troubles performing in in bed. Did it help so, yeah. when you played with them? What's that? <laughs> 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 so I, I'm 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 not trying to say that like I, I'm not trying to protect him or say, but I'm just saying like no, it, no, no. it does know, happen to men. But certainly oh, totally. it, it can it can affect a man's confidence and his mindset. Yeah when he knows that that can possibly be an issue but there's totally. cialis there's viagra there's there's a lot of information and and pharmaceuticals out there that can help people and energetic with
3: work. right and you said that he kind of makes he makes light of it right you said he kind energetic of like jokes look. about the whole thing now
0: work. no and a- yeah no we no we don't it, we don't talk about it
1: Lila had a great point here so I, I said pharmaceuticals and Leela because this is something I've got into and my wife is really into can you say what you just said
6: yeah I, I mean with I just said something about energetic work um you know the, we, we don't always have to lean into some pharmaceuticals and a lot of this can just be energetic like there's a right. not enough um, that's why I asked if he was stressed or he has anxiety because mm-hmm. that will deplete the amount of sexual energy um that is in his body so, right. um, you know, if he's stressed out at work or he has all these anxiety issues, then his sexual energy will d- be diminished. But there's a lot of work, you know, there's Tantra work, there's Taoist work, which um, elevates sexual energy in the body and gives gives a, a man practices to, to, to stay hard. And I also want to point out that, you know, the intimacy that you cr- you're craving might not even need for him to be hard. It just is a, a, right. a desire to be connected with and a desire yeah. to be um, penetrated with presence.
0: Right. I think that's part of the problem, though, like I said earlier. Is I feel like if you're not there emotionally, then the other stuff is really hard, you know? Right. For so, me, anyway. I don't know.
6: Well, you I know, think. that that's really how women work. You know, it's it's yeah. top-down for a woman. It, it all initiates in the heart center first and, and then flows down to... Um, the genitals and to being turned on but for the for a yeah. guy it's kind of the opposite yeah
1: so what what do you have any more questions uh Lila, do you have any last questions for Leela? um and we no, want we you want. you guys to... have
6: been great i appreciate it i think i think having a, a conversation is is yeah, needed and and, and state your intention <laughs> you know and get yeah. really clear on that for yourself what is your I intention know. what do you want what what are you hungry for what are you deeply craving Right. Yeah. Right.
1: I know. Well, we appreciate the call. Thank you so much. We hope you'll keep us Thank informed. Stay with us. I will. Yeah. Stay with us. Let us know how your journey goes. And then we'll be back after this break with some more questions from Leela. This is How Men Think. I'm Brooks Like. And that was a fantastic call. That was our first phone call. That was heavy. On the show. And that was, you're right, Gav. That was heavy. That was somebody's life, big mm-hmm. decisions in their life. And I hope we were able to help her somewhat in her journey. But, Leela, in your opinion, what should she do?
6: Mm, I think it's really important for her to get clear on her intention for this particular relationship. And even broader than that, what she feels the purpose of relationship is. Mm. You know, is is the purpose of relationship to be comfortable? Is the uh, purpose of her relationship to like just have mad sex? You know, is it. For a lot of people at the core of it, what it is, is they want growth and they want to heal. And so if she feels that she can do that with this partner, because this is beyond sex, you know, what what she's explaining to us. This isn't really about sex. Sex is a symptom of Mm -hmm. the fact that they don't have, they're not, well, she's not currently experiencing intimacy and connection. So getting clear on what she feels the purpose of the relationship is. And then what she wants, you know, and taking that to her partner and having a really – a conversation about it that isn't about blame or even complaining, but just like what's your what, – what do you want? How do you want to live this life? What experience do you want to have? I think these are the, the bigger questions that the symptom of her sexual experience are pointing out.
2: To me, this sounds like – um the whole relationship even almost sounds like it started as a – almost it's like it sounded like a, as like an emotional shipwreck anyway. It was sort of like she had a relationship, someone she was in love with. It didn't work out. She was lost at sea, perhaps met somebody else who perhaps was also lost at sea. They end up in basically s- just salvaging each other, living in the same rescue boat and – not necessarily so passionate about each other other than the fact that they're in a boat. Um, And, (laughs) you know, and, and that sounds like the whole thing. Now they've run out of their emergency supplies, but they're still in the boat. Mm -hmm. And there, there is no, there is no Island even in, in sight to her other than just anywhere else. But here, I can't be in this boat any longer. And I have to tell Mm you um, it's uh, to me, there's, I mean, I'm being—it's not my place to say, but being that this is a show about entertainment, I don't have to be as personally invested, and I can just give you my two cents, which is that I, there's certain things that are not worth um, salvaging, certain scenarios, certain things. You, of course, you don't want you you don't want to, you don't want to risk certain um, catastrophic uh, collateral damage. It's just someone with children, so. Children are the priority. Uh, to me, there's almost no point in getting married until it's children time. Um, so, you know, you you have your relationship, but it really essentially is about heading towards the path of having a family and creating a secure home, right? But it sounds like it wasn't—this was almost—this was a big swing at something that was almost really a, a reactionary relationship to begin with, and it turned into a lifelong uh, uh, sentence.
6: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I hear from her though, because she's been in it 10 years, you know, it, it's, this isn't like a, a, a short stint. I feel like there is something in there that's keeping her there and it's likely why she got involved with this particular guy in the first place. Like we, we all have wounds. We all have childhood wounds. A lot of the time we're recreating scenarios from our younger life, um, you know, before you know, even before we were five we we're recreating those kind of like relationship dynamics and scenarios. Mm. And so she's entered into this one with all her wounds, but her relationship can be uh, an environment to heal those. And that's why I say get, get Mm. really clear on what the purpose of relationship is, because is it just meant to be smooth sailing? If it's meant to be smooth sailing, as soon as something gets uncomfortable, then we're like, then we're on rocky ground and we're almost one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. So if this if this relationship can potentially be healing of those wounds, then mm-hmm. it's a great relationship and if they can come at each other at each other with that, mm-hmm. it can be Beautiful it sounds like she really signed healing. up for like. It sounds like she signed, signed up for, for the
1: comfortable and the smooth sailing. That's right. Versus like I'm in love with this guy and I cannot not have this guy. It, in my it life. sounds like
2: such a. It just sounds. This to me sounds so contractual and 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 it. it, it there's no passion, and, I mean, it, it's not a full for me. It's not. To me, I'm looking for a full life, right? Every Every day should be this amazing, potentially an experience, right? Like a great day. You know, I'm looking for an awesome day. Yeah. I get yeah. one life here, in my opinion. You know, I don't know what religion you guys are, <laughs> but I'm of the opinion that I get this kind of one go-around here on the planet, and I, I, I want to enjoy the company that I'm in fully. And if I'm not getting great company, I need to find different company then again i'm not married and i don't have children so i'm just speaking from that perspective
5: no i just want to grab and i agree with you i think i think
2: if i were to
5: offer advice to you caller uh you know life is short you know like you need to probably get out of this relationship to be frank with you and then move on and meet somebody else that you are going to be happy with that being said every time that you or calling your friends or talking to somebody else, maybe it's a relative about the situation, you need to turn right around and go talk to that partner.
1: Great point. That
5: is where you need to put your time in. Not calling your friends and complaining, and not calling, you know, looking in the mirror or doing and taking an alternative path. That is the time you need to turn around and go talk to your husband Yeah, wife, I agree with you. That. Although, and he deserves call, that too. Call how men think ha- it helps our show.
1: Definitely. Call how men think it helps our <laughs> show. Yeah.
6: Have yeah. you noticed though how in relationship, how we leave one and then we just go and recreate it with another one? So I feel like right. that there's still something there right. that, that, that needs to be looked at. And if that's
1: going to keep her in the relationship?
6: Doesn't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let, let's just be open to like the exploration and curiosity. But she yeah. needs to figure that out. And if you know, maybe they do break up and she moves on, and but at least heal that piece that mm-hmm. hasn't quite got there yet because she'll right. re- recreate it in another scenario.
2: Right.
1: So, what do you think? Let's pull. What do you think? Break up, Gav, or stay together? <laughs> what do you think?
2: Man, you he heard my opinion. I mean, I I, 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 for the most part, I, I just think this is, this is. This is a lifeboat that's got no supplies left in it, and that's that's how I feel about yeah. it. It doesn't mean that the man doesn't, that her partner doesn't deserve a great conversation, an honest conversation. But I feel like they need to come to terms, and they need to both seek a new islands to settle on.
1: I agree. I think I don't hear any passion in there, and certainly I don't hear a lot of effort from his side. And granted, we just got her story, but I don't hear a lot of effort. He had, there's two sides to every story. I don't hear a lot of effort True. from his side. I don't hear a lot of passion in there. They are still young. She is still young. If she is 35-40, mid 40s, you still have you're not even at the halfway point of your life. Yeah. So there's so much more opportunity ahead for if if she might just be missing bravery or courage, it's a massive decision. You have kids involved. I don't have kids, so I, I don't understand what the ramification course, is. Your, your perspective sure. would completely change exactly. with yep. kids. So maybe I'll defer to you guys, but I think she's got so much life ahead, and I think she should look at that and want to live that as happy as she can.
2: I agree with you, man.
6: Since she has kids... She is going to be in relationship with this person, whether they're intimate or not. I agree. Whether they're in romantic relationship or not, they're going to be co-parenting these kids. So yeah, mm-hmm. he deserves a conversation. 100%. They deserve a conversation. Meet each other with respect.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Have the conversation. What and and then decide. You know, and then then see what transpires.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, fundamentally, they may have both grown to be attracted to different things anyway. At this point, I mean, it's not a linear thing, right? So life is long people's tastes change over time as well and and you know what he found attractive at one point may be different now what she found attractive at one point may be different now and our priorities also shift the 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 equation is a constantly evolving one
4: would you leela ever you know i'm thinking about this would you ever advise her to go to her husband and to, to give him essentially an ultimatum to say look this is what i need I I want to be back in love with you like we were when we got married. These are the things that I need from you to continue in this marriage for our kids, for me. These are the things I need from you to be happy again. If you are not interested in fulfilling those needs, then we need to seriously consider parting ways. And I realize that that is—it could be perceived as a threat or harsh, but I personally— respond in a way if i know that that i might lose her and that i then may lose 50 percent of the time with my children that is really impactful for me and it may prompt me to want to give her those things and give her all you know all, all the things that she laid out that she's craving i would make more of a concerted effort to, to deliver those if i knew my entire marriage my kids everything was on the line
6: it could work Um, Again, it takes her getting clear on what her intention is and what she wants for herself Mm. because she currently is not clear. Mm. Um, And the fear I have around the ultimatum is that given what we – we really don't know what his state is. We don't know if this guy has depression. We don't know what he's contending with Mm. in his life. We don't know the wounds that have been Mm. triggered. We don't know any of that. Mm. So we're giving this person who may be severely wounded, may have depression, an ultimatum. He could just, you know, just crumble under that. That would make the performance
2: and, even that much worse because there you go. So, right. but,
6: but so what if you it? I definitely it from, think they need a third party. What if you change Absolutely. it from
2: ultimatum to like
1: state of the union? Like, this is where I'm at. And if it doesn't change. It should change, be coming
6: from I, first of all, and what she desires. Yeah. It right. shouldn't be really about, I want you to do this so I can feel this particular way. Right. Yeah. It should be her living it. Yeah, and I hopefully I, that inspires him enough. Hmm. But if. If it doesn't, then getting a third party to like be the reflection as well.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely think the third party needs to be involved, but I think she doesn't Absolutely. set ultimatums to him. I think she sets dates for herself. How long does she want to be in this relationship? How long does she you know, she's clearly unsatisfied with what's going on? I think once she figures out the not I'm not talking about the sex side, I'm talking about the emotional side and the engagement yeah. side. But she can set when she's comfortable with herself. She should be setting those timelines of like, okay, maybe now or this date I should now I'm gonna leave or now I'm gonna stay with it or whatever. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's easier said than done. But
6: well, she's not even having the conversation. She's not even bringing it to him.
5: Right. That and, needs and let to alone happen. in the
6: right the right way. You know, right. or the yeah, maybe the effective way.
5: They may. He doesn't, he probably, maybe what he doesn't, it doesn't know how bad it like, is. Like maybe you're saying, saying like we don't know any about his history. We don't know right anything
6: yeah. about him. So we I can mean, only we, focus we, on her because right. she's the one that we're talking to. Right,
1: right. Dimitri, any last thoughts on this? We got to go to break here shortly.
3: Just one quick last thought is that I agree with all of this. I agree there's obviously a problem. I, th- I agree that she needs to talk to him. They need to have that communication. I don't think, you know, the question, the thing that stuck in my mind is that when Ryan was talking about his ultimatum, he said, The ultimatum was can we get back to where we were in love? I don't I'll be honest, this specific situation, I don't get the feeling that she would that they ever had that love. I don't think she has Mm -hmm. that to get back to. I don't what I heard from her was she got out of another relationship, she had her heart broken, she met this guy, things, and, and they've got they've stuck together this whole time. I don't know that she ever had that thing to get back to. So that's that's where I'm at with
5: that. I don't know that she that she can even if she gave an ultimatum she couldn't get back. Yeah, I agree. Perfect. I think maybe she's she went and got married to to not get her heart broken again. Wow,
1: we'll leave it there. Just got to take a break.
5: Peace. All right,
1: so that was some heavy stuff. This episode's been pretty intense so far. That was our first call. That's somebody's life that called and trusted us. With their life with a big decision there. So let's have a little more fun now. We figured it out for them though. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a I got a question that's probably gonna provoke a little more laughter. What is men's biggest worry about sex? <laughs> men's biggest worry, what's the one
5: thing you worry about the most in the bedroom? It's
6: a good question.
5: I don't know if I can say well, this isn't a worry, this is what I want. <laughs> That, are we? Are we yeah, we're, is that the next sure. question? <laughs> <laughs> Please hurry. Go no, ahead, buddy. What is no, it? No, I like I. I want to <laughs> orgasm at the same time. Like to me, that's the ultimate thing. The timing of it, whatever, even if it's a couple seconds off or. or minutes off or whatever that is it's, it, to me it's it's wanting to have that wait climax. a couple's
1: like at the same time or five minutes off is different like as us no, right I'm, now? Just,
5: I'm just kind of kidding
1: oh okay so <laughs> so at Orgasming the same time like at ready the time. boom we go on
3: yeah yeah
5: okay.
6: what what does that feel like for you what is what does that mean what does
5: what's it's, that experience it's not it what it means is it's it's we're doing something in together mm-hmm. and it's not about me having an orgasm it's about us having an orgasm us being together in that moment and enjoying that feeling of whether uh, the climax at the, at the exact same time. And to me, that's the ultimate goal.
1: Okay. So what, I got that. So what, I, I forget the first question. What, what's your biggest worry about sex? Like if you're, if you know you, you and your wife are going to have sex or maybe when you were younger, when you were 20 or whatever, what was something you worried about going into? I mean, into- I
5: think worrying would be kind of like how you're actually performing it you know or how you're how you're doing it making sure that you are turning on that person that you're with whether you're 20 or, or now you know and making sure that they're having a good time i think that's that's my biggest worry mm. dmitri
3: my biggest worry is that rick can no i'm kidding um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i agree i mean i think i get a, i get a lot of my pleasure out of knowing that the person i'm with is is feeling pleasure so whether it be whatever part of it is but i feel i guess to rick's point you feel like you want to be able to to deliver for them what they want, and that in turn will will feel good for me. But I feel like, listen, I'm going to drop a bomb on you guys here. I'm not a porn star, so Yo. I know you know. Thought, people, there's a lot of stuff what? like yeah, like, that's how you got this I, gig. I to <laughs> you something. your autograph and everything. But if someone has their, which which luckily my wife does not, which is probably why she married me. But if someone has their their sights on, like what like the craziness that people talk about, like. To some extent, like, yeah, like, I think people, when they watch porn and stuff like that, I think they, uh, you know, I guess now I've moved on from me and what people might fear is that they they feel like they got to live up to this. Like, you got to be crazy. You got to be able to do all this stuff. And -hmm. and it's like, that's kind of like, oh, I don't -hmm. think I can... So if if people are growing up watching that, then they're going to be like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to have that.
0: Leela, isn't that becoming more uh, prevalent now that porn is so easily accessible? Absolutely. That people think they have to do all these things. If you're like
6: under 30, even 35, your default sex education is coming from porn. So then you have, you know, a whole um, society of, of men thinking that they need to give it in that way. And then you have a whole host of women who feel like they need to be deriving pleasure from that. So there's huge distortion. It's like kind of like, you know, trying to learn how to drive from watching Fast and Furious.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, wait, we're not supposed to do that. And I'll say, I've never, like, listen, I've never been totally that's into great. porn. Like, if I walked in a room and you guys had porn on, I'm not going to cl- cover my eyes and be like, turn it off. But that's never been. Like the thing for me, I'm much more into like, I mean, give me the last 15 minutes of 16 candles where the, where the nerd gets the hot girl, the, the guy makes a couple jokes and yeah. he like, to me, that's exciting. So it's like, yeah, that's.
6: Yeah. I, I'm not anti-porn. It can be, re- it can Ryan, be useful. Save the man. <laughs> I'm not anti-porn. It can be really useful. It's just that that shouldn't be where, what we're thinking that sex is because it's not.
4: Do you ever advise clients to watch porn together?
6: Um, no, I don't actually, because I feel like it's too visual and it takes people out of their bodies. And I feel like when they're actually occupying their bodies and feeling all the sensations in their bodies, that's where the best best sex kind of comes from. So I usually if they're wanting like inspiration or to figure out like what they might want in sex, I more advise like audio erotica. Yeah, because then you can kind of figure out, oh, I don't like this or that's really funny. Or this, this says actually turning me on.
1: Ryan, what do you think? Men's biggest worry about sex is.
4: I mean, speaking personally, mine is undoubtedly pleasuring my wife too much, so that she's tired throughout the rest of the day. <laughs> can't perform all week, she even can't, <laughs> can't even do, perform uh, do all the week she had scheduled, <laughs> and it's just like it exhausts her. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, okay, that was four. I'll stop it at five. She'll be, we'll be able to have dinner together. She won't pass out. No. Uh, Honestly, I would say, I I would say, avoiding it being a transactional experience, which is something we kind of Mm. spoke to with the caller in a way. Judy sex. What's that?
6: I call it Judy sex. Yeah. Judy.
4: uh, Duty. Yeah. Duty. Duty Duty. Duty. Duty sex. Sorry for
6: my accent. And it's something. (laughs) Duty.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But. But, Brooks, it's something that, that Julianne spoke to with respect to spontaneity. And, you know, we, we've we all talked about we have schedules and lives and kids and not wanting it to be something that you schedule from this hour when the kids are down or, or nobody's home. And, you know, for me, there are a million things that my wife and I have to, to navigate, which are like, I was telling Dimitri just a minute ago, it's, okay, well... It can't be first thing in the morning because we we have to have our coffee. We have to go to the bathroom, get that out of the way. It's not going to be in bed before that has happened. But then after you've gone to the bathroom, it's like, well, is now the right time? Now we got to shower. Do we have time to shower? And then it's like, well, it's lunchtime, so we just had a meal. I feel bloated, so it can't be after a meal. So you, you factor in the eating <laughs> and the time to go to the bathroom and the kids are awake and you have like a – Seven minute window. I only need a two minute window, luckily, but like
6: she doesn't. Lila, does that count Lila, as four that's offensive? You no, barely know me. She needs longer than two minutes.
4: But, but, but there are, you know, it, it boils down to this very small window of the day that it works out conveniently for both of you, which of course takes all the spontaneity out of it. And, you know, what are we doing here? Uh.
6: It is wow, the buddy. is the best sex only spontaneous sex? Is this just a myth?
4: No I, truthfully, I, I think spontaneous sex is great. I have
6: oh, it's just awesome. as good
4: a time when it's yeah, at the scheduled. TSA. when it's scheduled <laughs> TSA. like if if the all those factors I just described are controlled for and our son is down for his nap and everything's good, I'm like, this is good. Like we're happy. these are the realities.
1: Uh, Lila, well, let's ask you, let's, from, a, from a woman's perspective, what do you believe that men's biggest worry is sexually?
6: Um, well, I wanted to comment on what everyone said because it's sure. all geared around her pleasure. And I really want women to get this because that's one of the biggest barriers for women communicating what they want is that they don't think they're going to get it, first of all, and that they think that that equates to him getting less pleasure or it equates to him not being happy with the sexual experience. So if you, if you hear what I heard which was that men deeply desire your pleasure, then if you can if you can be authentic enough in yourself to know what that is and to be experiencing that, then he's going to get more of what he wants, not less.
1: Very well said. Yeah. yeah. I Gal- agree. <laughs> no. Gav, what about you? What's your like biggest worry?
2: I think it, it's pretty much in line with with everybody else's. You know, um, I think you you uh, as a partner, you want to make sure that um, and maybe it's a guy thing too because you're competitive. You want to do such a good job that <laughs> Leave us they couldn't possibly be with somebody who would. Satisfy them as much as you as you do and so and so it has to be truly a full this really holistic sort of experience, and uh, there should be such it should be so gratifying that nothing there basically you should leave nothing on the table in my opinion so that's that's just how, in my opinion how how it should go down so um, but I feel that that you want to give so much that you you feel like you can't be outdone, right? Um and uh I think that's the worry is is was it that great? Right. Okay. And uh that's the uh, that's the goal, I think.
1: So I I I understand that. Uh in my opinion, being married and caring about my wife, her experience is a massive worry for me. I want like not mm. a worry, but I want for her. Completely, right, which is what you're saying, Lila. Like yeah, I want absolutely. my wife to have, and which is what you're saying. I want yeah. my wife to have the best experience ever that that she desires and craves, and just me, you know. So that I do agree, but I'm also mm-hmm. gonna like rock the boat here because none of you have said. Firing the gun too early, or or just having a little pistol. None of you have said that, and for sure there's dudes out here listening. At this point, that we know like, we have okay. a little pistol.
2: You have to find a small
1: enough holster sometimes. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: <geez. laughs> who is a comedian? The one comedian is like, it might not be long, but it sure is thin. <laughs> that
3: guy. Can I just say one thing? My yeah. other biggest fear, which I just remembered, is that uh, one of Gavin's songs will come on the radio oh. during
1: sex. Oh, I, I've had that happen. <laughs> I, have a buddy, I have a buddy whose songs have come on when we're listening to music. and it's, It comes over to the house that works out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song, but it's kind of like... <sighs> I, I can't do the music and sex thing. What? Oh, we got to dive into this. Are you serious? Yeah. You don't like candles? I did this two nights ago. Lit some candles in the room. Candles have nothing. Set some atmosphere. That. Put some light music on. <laughs> not, not
2: a Prince video. Game changer. It's a game changer, it's mean, a game changer buddy. You know? It's a game changer. The, uh, the, the music thing uh, gets me because because
1: um, you hate all the other artists. You don't want. You're pissed off that their I'm records saying, are. No, no. Uh,
2: <laughs> do you ever just put yourself on there? Just put your record on it, here. It's going to be put like some you stuff having sex here. to a game, right? Right. Uh, so. Yeah, he shoots. See, oh no, let me see that. Hold on a second. You know, the the distraction of it because it's my world. It uh, if I hear music, it it I don't zone out when I listen to music. It 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 pulls me it pulls in. Right? Okay. Wow, so it's interesting. I can't have it. So, put a hockey game on. Interrupting. <laughs>
0: exactly.
5: <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'll, so get old,
1: I'll, I'll get you some old games to do that. You know, exactly. you can run those. <laughs> Excuse me. I exactly. just got to put something on. Oh, man. <laughs> hockey
2: night in Canada. Here Absolutely. we go. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, yeah.
2: So, that, I can't do it because it messes with my own personal. You know, we all have um, uh, musicians talk about it you have an internal rhythm. And. Um, like uh fundamentally speaking i write songs in general what we call mid tempo and so that's where i hear things i hear things at specific um tempo in general like where i sit and i write music i'll i'll write songs you'll find songs zeroed in around certain tempos right and i'll go wow i for whatever reason that's my that's my clock you know and that's an extension of of my sensuality right as a a musician that's it's very much related and um so that's that's where I live in my when my intimacy role is it's the same same clock, you know, and so if I'm hearing music that doesn't suit my my clock, it doesn't suit my natural rhythm, yeah. hmm. then it's going to interrupt what what is truly an extension of, of of myself, right What if it was your rhythm though? Well, I'm not going to play my own records <laughs> well
1: no, you don't have to play your own uh, record so... though something with the same as it beats per minute or like how what's, what's what if there was something yeah. with the same rhythm
2: that aligned with you? it would still, it wouldn't be me. It's so, um, so it's so directly related. You know, music is so sensual. Um, Good music is. Um, It's so, it's so uh, much a direct uh, link between your, your weak, what I call a soul, right? And, and, and uh, my, and your, your sensuality um, that I can't interrupt that. If I interrupt that, then it completely throws me off. You know?
1: God, I love hearing that guy talk about music. Hey? How Isn't impressive. The whole room is just like staring at you. Yeah. Well, you know, they're like, no. Why
3: dude.
1: is he full of I love what? I love I, I that was awesome. I just love listening to that, buddy. Thanks, that was powerful. Well, I,
5: I did want I was thinking about this when we started the show about the intimacy side. And I know Gavin is kind of our our you know our little brother, per se, right? He's not married, Wah. he's got no kids, all this kind of stuff, but <laughs> my my point was, and I should have made it earlier was that I think he is intimate with his music and with with what he was just describing, and I think that's that's his intimacy um as mm-hmm. w- one of them you're obviously right. but um I think truly you know just getting to know you more and i I think that's that's what we're you're talking about you know and that's mm-hmm. that's where you are as a individual and a person mm-hmm. um you know it's not all about sex and women and girls and guys, whatever you know it's mm-hmm. like you're in love with your music, and you're, in that's that's what it is.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's where I spend my time with, and I think a lot of times, I think I think that may be an, a reason why the single thing doesn't freak me out as much, because I'm yeah. getting a lot of that you're sexual it. energy out, right, in playing music. um You know, I don't have the same desires that I had when I was 22. You know. Playing Yesterday? music, Just yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean, last I'm not. Year? You know, right. I'm not on my first tour. I'm not 26. You know, being a nut around the world. You know, so right. you know, I got that stuff kind of out of my system, and so I found, uh, you know, I have been in a new chapter of my life. You know, and so I, am still able to. I still have that energy, uh, that that sensuality, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. sexual energy, right. you know, but I'm not. Um, I'm not in young lion mode, mm-hmm. you know.
6: Yeah, and i think this is really key what you're saying around you creating intimacy with with your music and that's what you have intimacy with yeah. you know intimacy it it doesn't have to be relegated to touch or sex or anything like that it can be things and the more that we actually practice intimacy in life and with other things then the more that we can bring that into our partnerships and yeah. into the bedroom so you know um, that intimate that connection and Mm. that awareness and that presence and Mm. that openness that you have when you're with music that Mm. can then roll that roll over to Mm -hmm. then you know being a practice that you do with somebody else Mm -hmm. you know and being Mm -hmm. intimate to her and going with her rhythm maybe
1: sure that leads to we're getting close to the end here guys but i want that leads to a question i have for you Leela for our listeners Mm. just to wrap up what are some maybe one, two, or three things that they can really do if they are struggling with intimacy and sex with a partner? Just to wrap this whole episode up, what are the main things that you could stress for them? Where do they go? Do they go right to their partner to have a discussion? What are the most important steps to wrap up and sum up everything we've talked about today?
6: Yeah, the one that I just mentioned about the intimacy with yourself intimacy with the things that you uh, with around you and prioritizing that kind of pleasure for yourself first is um incredibly important and i in any coaching session that i'm in it's all about um getting in touch and with your own pleasure and your own intimacy and doing that for yourself first um
1: I think that's very important to hear. Like that taught me something because I think a lot of people that probably come to you are looking for. Well, my partner doesn't do X, Y, or Z, yeah. and you're putting a mirror in front of them and say, "Whoa, let's go back to you. Mm-hmm. How are you showing up in that?" So I, I wanted to just stress that for our listeners. That's that's powerful. Yeah, it's major. What can I do for this first before it's just wanting from my partner?
6: Mm-hmm, exactly. So for men, usually it's you know being more present. And more having more awareness and bringing that to the table, and for women who um, it's it's usually giving it to themselves first rather than seeking it from somebody else. Wow! And you know, in partnership, I think the whole piece that we we're talking about with the caller around getting on the same team you know this is this shouldn't be oppositional you know this isn't a me versus you I, if i get what i want you're not going to get what you want and vice versa this is about like how can we have the the most amazing experience how can we each be in pleasure in immense pleasure um and having a dialogue around that you know Sex doesn't have to be like this seamless kind of seamless flow. It it, mm. it can It's play. Sex is play. So play. Oh, get explorative
0: mm-hmm. and
6: create these kind of explorative, experimental spaces where mm. you're meeting each other for the first time. Like it's like every time, like it's the first time. Yeah. Right.
1: Wow. Beautiful. It's, yeah. You're amazing. We've like I've I've learned so much. You've we've all I think speaking for all of us learned so much from you. I want to commend you. You are exceptional at what you do. For our listeners, where can they find you? How can they get in contact with you? Because I'm sure your phone's gonna be ringing off the hook
6: here. <laughs> so you can contact me um, through my website. It's Loving spelled L I L A. So lovingleela.com. and I'm also on Instagram, and I'm pretty. Semi active on there, but I usually get back to um, direct messages. So if you have any questions, and I I like to do question and answers through my um, stories as well. So just um, there's not enough conversation around what we're experiencing. So if you're experiencing, it's likely someone else is too. So just creating more and more conversation to give ourselves permission around yeah what what we want, what we crave, what we're hungry for, and and what's standing in the way of that
1: amazing or you can reach out to us so look up look up Lila where she just said or you can reach out to us men at com, and we'll connect you there as well Leela, thank you so much thanks guys thank you, thank you so much you've been amazing that's it for this episode take care of one another love one another and we'll see you guys back here next week Hey guys, it's Brooks and one last thing before you take off. We want to know your thoughts, feedback, insights and questions for us on this show. Send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and follow along with us on Instagram at how men think podcast. And we'll see you back right here next week for the next episode.